Hello there, and welcome to episode 10 of Podcasting for Educators. Last week, I talked about five stress-free ways that you can easily put out episodes around the holidays, and one of those ways was doing a podcast swap. And there's lots of ways to do a podcast swap, but today is an example of one of those ways. I recorded this episode with Lauren Wrighton, and we're both airing it on our own individual shows, which is really fun. And if you haven't heard me talk about who Lauren is, I'm going to give a quick backstory. So back when I first started online in the online business space, I did virtual assistant work and Lauren was one of my first clients that I did VA work for and I started out as her VA and she is the founder of the podcast manager program, which is an amazing course that teaches you how to become a podcast manager. So I was really introduced to the world of podcast management and how to do everything by working with her. And she's still one of my clients, but I work with her in a different way than I work with my other clients. So I mostly help Lauren with customer support with the podcast manager program. And so for today, the topic of our conversation is five podcast predictions for 2022. This past year has really come with so many changes and updates in podcasting. And so we're going to cover some of those as well as things that we predict and hope that we'll see in the years to come. You'll also hear us discussing some of the improvements that we'd like to see made. And one of the kind of overarching themes of this episode is how we can connect podcasting with social media outlets to make it more of a collaborative community. I hope this conversation gets you as excited as I am about all of the possibilities that there are in the future of podcasting, because there are so many This episode's a little bit longer than my normal episodes, so I won't keep you waiting any longer. Let's dive in. Welcome to Podcasting for Educators, the podcast that helps TPT authors and other online educators launch and grow their show. I'm Sarah former elementary school teacher turned podcast manager, and I'm on a mission to help you get your podcast out and into the ears of those who need it most. Busy teachers, counselors, literacy specialists, SLPs, parents, and everyone in between. Each week, we'll cover quick tips, strategies, and podcast industry updates so that you can be on top of your podcasting game and gain some new customers along the way. Are you ready? Let's get to it. Hey, Sarah, I'm so excited that we are talking about podcasting trends and things that we want to see in 2022. Hey, Lauren, I'm so excited as well. I think that this is going to be a great conversation. Yes, with all of the updates in podcasting and more people coming into the space, it's just there's constant updates and lots of room for improvement, which is one of the things we're really going to be hitting on in this episode. Absolutely, for sure. So we have kind of broken down what we want to talk about in terms of five different categories. So we're going to look at social automations and learning within podcasting, podcasting stats, updates to podcast listening platforms, and private podcasts. So we've got a ton of great things to talk about today. I totally agree with you. I think there's A lot of room for growth in podcasting, which is exciting because we think about how far podcasting has come, but there's so many possibilities in the future. So 
The first category that we want to look at is social and really especially looking at social media to start with. So we both have some predictions for podcasting and some things that we would love to see happen. Mm -hmm. One of the first things that came to mind for me in terms of the social aspect of podcasting is there's some platforms out there that are doing some really awesome things that others aren't. So the first thing I thought of was Spotify. If you don't already know this, when you're listening to a podcast on Spotify and you're in the individual episode, there's a little arrow button that you can click and you can choose to share that episode straight to your Instagram stories, which is really cool because things have changed in just the last few weeks. Now there's the link stickers on Instagram stories. But before those came out, anybody who didn't have 10,000 followers on Instagram couldn't share those direct links in their stories. And so this was kind of like a workaround to be able to share that direct link into your stories because it can be really hard to get people to see you promoting an episode, talking about an episode that sounds awesome, but then they might just like continue clicking through on their social media. And so having that link available that they can just click on right away and it'll take them straight to the episode, I think is so awesome. And I would love to see that in more of the podcasting platforms. So I think that that's definitely something that will happen in the near future. I think another reason that this is so important, like you said, it helps you to to share the episode on socials. But also, if someone says, okay, yes, I do want to listen to that episode, they can go to Spotify and download it so that they remember to listen to it. Because the likelihood of them being on Instagram stories and then going to listen to the episode is that's not likely that they're going to listen to it right away. Instead, they need to be able, they need to download it and put it like in their library so that they'll listen to it the next time they want to listen to podcast episodes. So if Apple or another platform were to be doing this, they would be helping us as podcasters or our clients get people to add their episodes, download their episodes so they can listen to them later. Mm, that's a really, really good point. Yeah, you're, you're definitely right there. I'm sure that people aren't going to stop exactly what they're doing in that moment and go listen to the episode, but they can save it for later. Yeah. And then I think also we should talk about Facebook because Facebook has recently come out with the ability of listening to podcasts on Facebook. Now, I haven't actually seen this. Have you? I have not seen it. Like this has been in the works and being talked about for months now. Mm -hmm. And I remember that some of my clients had gotten an initial email saying that their podcast was ready to be put on their Facebook page. But I personally have not seen it. I haven't listened to a podcast on Facebook. So I'm of no help there. Yeah. (laughs) So my husband started a new Facebook business account like a week ago. So fresh new business page. And he has a, a tab or a category on in his Facebook business page that says podcasts. But he doesn't have a podcast, so it's blank. Like, there's, you know, it doesn't go anywhere. But it's definitely coming out and rolling out. My Facebook business page, last time I looked at it, at least, it didn't have the, the podcast feature. But yeah, supposedly, though, like, in your Facebook feed, there's going to start to be a podcast player. Like, hey, listen to this episode. So hmm. that'll be really interesting to see like how people start using that. Are people just going to like hit it and listen to a couple minutes and then decide if they want to listen to it later? Like that'll be really interesting. That will be interesting. And it will be especially interesting to see how that's then like reflected in the podcast host. Like as a host, will you be able to see in Lipson who's listening on Facebook? That's interesting. 
It is. And there's still a lot of unknowns. And I've been surprised at how slow it's been rolling out because like you said, one of my clients got an email in June. I remember Mm. it was beginning of June 2021 and now it's November and we're still not seeing it. But then somebody like your husband who just created a Facebook page has a podcast tab. Exactly. (laughs) So it's always a little backwards. Yeah, it's always. Yeah. And he doesn't even need it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So then one of my hopes when it comes to social is that I really want to see some sort of community feature in the podcasting app. And and I actually, I say this as a hope, but I'm like, wait, do I? But it would be interesting to see it. So it's like, we're building community on Facebook and Instagram and whatever social media you're using. We're telling people like, hey, connect with me on my podcast. But then if you want to really talk back and forth, come to social media. That's what we're doing right now. But Wouldn't it be amazing if if people could like comment on an episode like, hey, this was so helpful. That would be like a game changer. It would be creating that feedback, that one-on-one conversation just under the episode. So I don't really want like another place because it would basically make the podcasting app now a new social media. But so it's like, do I really want that? I don't know. But also, I really like the idea of it. I love this idea. And I love it mostly for this reason. I think that a lot of podcast hosts, one of the big challenges for them, especially when they're first getting started, is they're feeling like they're not hearing from their listeners enough. Maybe their downloads are good and they see that people are listening, but they're not hearing that constant feedback. Because, and again, back to kind of the same thing with social media, when you see an episode on social media, you then have to take that action to go and find that episode on a podcast platform. Same thing with feedback sometimes. You might have tons of loyal listeners who are obsessed with your episodes and listen every single week, but you're not hearing from them. They're not taking the time to write a review. They're not sending you a message on Instagram, no matter how many times you say it on your podcast. And so having that community feature with some sort of chat would give that instant feedback. And I think it would just you know help to build that connection between the host and the listeners. And then it would connect listeners with other listeners too. So I just think that idea is really cool. Yeah, I think it would be really cool. But then you know what it makes me think of is that it would only be for the listeners that are using that listening platform. Mm. So it'd be like your Spotify listeners would be over here and your Apple listeners would be over here. But there's all of those small, you know, pocket cast and blah, 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 all of those other small. So yeah, that would be that's so true. An issue with that. So we'll have to see. Yeah, that would that would be interesting, an interesting piece of it. So we'll ha- we'll have to see if that happens or if podcasts just try to create a better bridge to the existing social medias. Mm-hmm. You know what would solve a lot of these issues is if there was just one podcasting platform that everybody listened on. Yeah, <laughs> would make things a lot simpler. It would. It would. In you know, I like that there's all of these like these different products in the podcasting industry. It makes it very like fun because it's like there's op- there's just so much opportunity for different app developers and all this but also it does create a lot of confusion so one of the things i remember this happened like a couple maybe like last week in our the podcast manager program is that someone said hey th- they had like a screenshot of all these places you should submit your podcast to and it was all of those little tiny players and they're like wait do we need to be submitting podcasts to this list of 20 it's like no 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 you list you listed in the like the big 5 places and then all these other little ones like pocket cast etc they pick it up on their own because they're still trying to build so it does provide it does make a lot of confusion. So I I totally get your point. 
Yeah, it does. A lot of confusion and a lot of inconsistency, Mm -hmm. too, which Mm -hmm. can be frustrating at times. Right. And we're going to get to some of those inconsistencies in a couple minutes. But yeah, I think that pretty much covers it for social. Yeah. And I think we'll touch on a little bit more about some things that we'd like to see in terms of social media in later in the episode. So looking at some possibilities for automation and learning in podcasting. One of my predictions is that there will be more automation integrated into podcasting. So one of the first things that I'm thinking about is learning listener habits. And when I think about this, I always think about how when I get into my car to take my daughter to preschool every morning, we always leave at pretty much the same time. And, you know, you've got your map apps on your phone and they always pop up and they know exactly where you're going. And it's really crazy. But they'll even tell you sometimes this route would be better to take or this is your estimated arrival time. And I think something like that in the podcasting apps would be cool in terms of getting an alert for a specific episode that's out once it sees that you're listening to certain podcasts over and over again. And in that same realm, learning what kinds of podcasts you listen to. I think there's a lot of room for growth in terms of like the suggested podcast that you might like. And so improving on which podcast you're already listening to and then taking that information and making more thorough suggestions on other podcasts would be really cool. Right. I I agree. I think it would be really cool. Like if you listen to the same podcast every Monday morning and then you didn't one week, it'd be like, hey, Sarah, you usually listen to this show and it has a new episode. Do you want to listen? Like my, I started relearning how to play the piano and I'm using an app and my piano app will say, it reminds me every single day at 8 p.m. to practice because I've set that up. But also like if I don't play for a couple of days, because I only do it like maybe three days a week, it'll be like, hey, your streak is still alive. Like it, it has a streak system. So like maybe even like a streak where you've been listening to a podcast every single day for for four weeks. Like oh, I know people love that like competitiveness. Yes. That's like gamification. Yes. Gamification like it. habit to create the habit of listening to a podcast. So that would be interesting. And then. I would also love to see better suggestions because whenever I look at my own suggestions, it's like those podcasts that I already know. It's Amy Porterfield. It's Amy Porterfield. <laughs> it's Jenna Kutcher. It's maybe, yeah, it's like all of these that I'm like, I'm sorry, Jenna Kutcher does not need to be suggested to anyone. People know no. who she is. We need like those deep dives that are like, yes, they're similar. They're a great suggestion, but I'd never heard of them. Like that would be so helpful. I totally agree. Like, Those huge podcasts, I get it. Like they have worked very hard to have such a large show, but Mm -hmm. we all know those same shows. And I would love to see some some other suggestions, especially like when new podcasts launch. I'd love to see some more of those being suggested. So, yeah, lots of lots of possibilities there. Yeah. And I wanted to mention here something that's already happening is that if for me, at least I know that this isn't consistent for everyone, but for me, if someone text me an episode to listen to. Like one of my friends will text me, hey, have you listened to this episode yet? She'll send me the link to the episode in Apple Podcasts. And then when I open up my Apple Podcasts, it will then show me, hey, this episode, remember Katie texted it to you? Like it has uh, its own section. 
So I think that is brilliant because once again, it's reminding me to listen to it because when someone texts me about an episode, I'm not going to drop what I'm doing and listen. That's not that's not how this works. So instead, I sometimes will forget and this will help me to not forget. Yeah, I think that that's so cool. And I saw that you shared that on your Instagram and I immediately (laughs) messaged you and said, will you please text me? I want to see how this works. And you texted me and it didn't show up as a regular link for me. So I don't know if maybe I need to update my phone or something, but I just I think that this is a brilliant idea Mm -hmm. for platforms. Now, is this only in Apple? Yeah, I haven't looked at Spotify, but I do go into Spotify weekly and I haven't seen it. So, uh, yeah, I think it's just Apple, which makes sense because I have an iPhone. And so it's like, how does it know that Katie sent it to me? All of these things are creepy. We should just put this out here. It's all yeah. creepy. So if you're not into cr- this creepiness and like, you know, Big Brother following your steps, then like, this is not your episode. But so it's like, how does it know? It's all because it's under my iCloud account. So it knows who sent it to me because I have her contact information saved. And I was actually going to bring that up to you. If you didn't have my contact information saved, that might have been the reason. I bet you're right because we we always talk on Boxer. We've never texted each other on the phone. So I bet that that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And what you just said made me think of something. Yes, all of this is so creepy. Like our devices read our minds. <laughs> uh, so that's another possibility. One day it's going to get to the point where you're talking about something in parenting and your phone's going to say, hey, you would love this podcast episode about X, Y, and Z that you just said out loud. Yes. (laughs) Which this has been my like long-standing prediction slash hope was that you would be able to put like the Facebook pixel into your podcasting app. Yes. So that it could track and you could get ads. And once again, it's like, do I want that? Yes. But it's also creepy. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's all creepy and we'll see. But with that whole Facebook pixel thing, it would have to be each listening platform would have to have that ability. So I'm now realizing as we talk through this, like the fact that there are so many listening platforms does make these updates harder. It does. It absolutely does. And it's something that I wasn't thinking about until we're saying it out loud. So yeah, back to the idea of more automations. One of my other hopes for this is, again, similar to when you're on pretty much any not podcasting, but any other kind of app on your phone, the second that you start using it, you get that pop-up that says, could you take a minute to rate our app? So I think that that would be really cool for podcasting. And it could even be maybe after you've listened to a certain amount of episodes, you're getting that notification. Hey, would you take a moment to rate and review this show? And then even incorporating something, this might be far-fetched, but I think that this would be really cool, would be incorporating listener surveys onto these platforms. So not just a reminder to rate and review, but also taking a quick survey. And I think that this could open so many doors in terms of sponsorships, because one of the big things when people go to get sponsors, the first thing they need to know is really detailed information about their listener to get Mm -hmm. that just right sponsor. And so if you had something like these listener surveys that were like officially embedded into these podcasting platforms, how cool would that be if you could then take that information about, you know, how old the listener is, whatever questions you wanted to ask, and then use that when you maybe pitch a sponsor for your show. Yeah. And, and we can get some of that information from our from Apple and our hosts and, and yeah. Chartable and whatnot, but it still is not very reliable or you you kind of have to question it and or it's just like really really broad 
Yeah. And if it could be customizable where you could ask more specific questions regarded to like your your niche. Yeah. And it makes me think of, um, again, Facebook business pages. Do you ever go to a Facebook business page and it's like, help us confirm their information. So you're just a patron of the business. And it says like, does this business have a physical location? You've never been prompted to take this? I don't think so. Yeah. It'll have you like just generic questions about the business. Like, do they have, is this their phone number? And you can say, oh, yep, that's their phone number. So it'd be the same thing of like, help us confirm this podcast. Is this a good podcast for moms? Is this a good podcast for 20 and 30 year olds? Like to get more of that demographic information, I can kind of see them just like asking pop-up questions that are survey questions. Yeah, I think that'd be really cool. And it could it could just open up a lot of possibilities for you as the host. Mm -hmm. Another one of my hopes for automation is something that I saw on Instagram recently. Someone was sharing that there's a link that you can share for YouTube where you send a potential YouTube watcher. You can send them a link that auto subscribes them to the YouTube channel, which is amazing. It's like subscribe here and they click it and it's going to subscribe them. They don't have to do anything else. So however YouTube has set that up, that's got to be doable for podcasting so that you could send, you can listen here and it also subscribes them to the show. I think that would be a really simple but great addition. Yeah, I think so too. And this is one of those things that as you're explaining it, it's like, I'm surprised that this doesn't exist already. So I would love to see that as well. Yeah. I totally agree. And I feel like one of the reasons that some of these kind of like maybe no-brainer updates don't exist yet is because like, okay, if we're talking about Spotify and Apple, most of the time, like those are the big players. Apple has so many other things that they focus on. And podcasting is like for Apple, at least in my opinion, it's like podcasting is like, we're important. We're important. We're important. And Apple's (laughs) like, but are you? And it's like, podcasting is just growing and Apple now is kind of trying to catch up in my opinion whereas Spotify is like we're going to dump millions of dollars into podcasting but they still have like they're all the other things they do and so that's why maybe these updates get rolled out slowly or or what have you yeah we were having a little conversation about this the other day because I was like have you heard that Spotify is now saying that they're the number one and listening platform and And what did you say? (laughs) I always say like, well, did a Spotify person say that? Yeah. Because it cracks me up that I literally hear all the time that Spotify says that they're the number one listening platform. It's like, of course you are. Just like how like the coffee place down down the street is saying they have the best coffee. Right. It's like, of course you say that. And of course, the people that are coming into your coffee place or the people that are listening on Spotify, they think Spotify is the best. Yes. You've already convinced these people, but in reality, are you actually the best listening platform? Like, Show me the data. Show me the data. (laughs) Just just Spotify, like, you're really into being the number one, and, like, that's awesome, but, like, show me the data. Yeah, totally. (laughs) So moving more into stats, one of my hopes would be, like, for more consistent data stats amongst the hosts. So some hosts give you this number, some hosts give you this number. um, But I would love for hosts to like all be on the same page as far as like giving us reliable information so that we don't have to like go to Apple for this number and go to Chartable for this number and go into our host for this number. Like it would be really great if that was consistent. Yeah, I am on the same page with you. One of the things that I know that you can go into Apple your Apple Connect account, and you can see 
your consumption rates for your episodes by episode. And that's great because I think that's really solid information. But again, that's just for people who are listening on Apple. So, and I believe that there are some hosts who already do this, but back to your point, I would love to see this across all hosting platforms where you can go in to Libsyn or whoever you host with and be able to see the average consumption rate per episode across all platforms, not just one or the other, so that that's all in one place. Because again, I think that that piece of data is is really, really important and gives you some really good information as to how you should structure your future episodes. So that is something I would love to see. Yeah. And then as far as also consistency amongst the platforms, with episode descriptions, so not stat related, but with the episode description, the description that you would see under the episode, there's so many different formattings. So like I might see in Apple Podcasts, the episode description being formatted a certain way versus Sarah opens up Apple Podcasts on her phone and she sees it a completely different way. So sometimes it looks really good and sometimes it looks like a jumbled mess. Yes. Like back over during the summer when Apple or spring, whenever it was, when Apple was doing their big update, And like for a few weeks there, you couldn't use bullet points and then you could use bullet points. And so when you go to write your episode descriptions, it's like, what can I can I do and what can I do? How is it going to end up looking and how it looks on Apple, even amongst devices? I don't know if you already said this, but when you're looking on your phone versus your computer, it's totally different. And Mm -hmm. then, of course, when you're looking platform to platform, it's different. So it makes it really hard not only to include things like important links that you mentioned in the episode, but also just listing out information from the episode. Yeah, totally. And then one more thing as far as stats go would just be more detailed stats. So just like demographic information, it would be great to have more detailed stats. Like right now, if one download means that the person only listened to one second of the episode, they just hit play and they listen to any part of it that counts as one download. So that's like not even helpful. Right. And just like just downloads, that number alone is not the whole picture. So it would be great for just more detailed stats and more helpful stats. Yes. And I'm so glad that you brought up the download situation because not only is it not helpful, but it's confusing. Like so many when we were at just at She Podcast Live and they were talking about this. Half the room was like, I didn't even know that Mm -hmm. one download meant that somebody could have only listened for one minute. Like a lot of people don't know that. And so I just think it skews your data a lot. Yeah. And just in general about these like, quote unquote, facts about podcasting, like the fact is that one download is one second. Those things also change and we don't get like updates that so like, is that still the case? I I do think it is, but it's also like hard to know like what's dated, what's not dated, what's been updated and has it been updated across the board? Yes. And obviously, like we could talk all day about how there's so many other more important things than your downloads. But Mm -hmm. I mean, of course, you want to track your downloads. You want to see who's listening, if your show's growing. So definitely a lot of room for improvement there. Okay, so kind of on the same topic of the the platforms and the inconsistencies, I hope, and one of my predictions, is that there's better searchability across all of the different platforms. So right now, if you go into Apple, really the only fields that are actually searchable are the title of your show, the title of your episodes, and the author field. So that episode description 
I would love to see that as searchable because a lot of people spend really valuable time writing that. And it's just a great tool as a user to be able to, it's just another way to find the right podcast for you. Mm -hmm. And same as the host, it's a great way for people to find your show. So I think there's been back and forth about right now with Google Podcasts, is your description searchable on podcasts, on Google Podcasts? It makes sense for it to be, but I would like it to be searchable everywhere. Right. So yeah, if your podcast is on Google, then Google is likely indexing the description. And so if you Google, you know, a word that would be in your description, it should pop up is the assumption. But that's Google. We're talking about the listening platform. So I think an example to kind of to kind of make this more concrete is like, Sarah, your show is for educators that are going to start a podcast. So like maybe you use the word, you know, TPT authors or teacherpreneurs a lot, but that's not in your title. Exactly. So if if someone is like, oh, I really want to find a show about teacherpreneurs and you're using that every single episode in your description, then your show, you would hope that Apple would be like, oh, yes, this this show is 100% for teacherpreneurs. So if you search it, it's going to pop up. But if you used it in your title every single time, that would make sense. So yeah, it would help you find what you're really looking for. Exactly, exactly. And I mean, right now, if you go into Apple and you search teacher, very few pop up. Mm -hmm. And there's so many more that I'm finding every day. And I'm like, I didn't even know that this existed because Mm -hmm. it's not popping up when I search for it. And that's frustrating both as a user and as a host. And right now, that's why it's so important to make sure that you're not making your podcast title something super, uh, what's the word? Like cutesy? Yeah, cutesy or funny or like a play on words. You really want it to be something that is going to be searchable because it's one of the few things that is. Right. And I don't think that a lot of people do a lot of searching in the podcast listening apps because they don't get the results that they want. So instead, they go into Facebook groups and say, hey, you guys, what are your favorite podcasts to listen to for you know, money mindset or teacherpreneurs or whatever? They're going to individuals instead of staying on the, the platform looking. Yeah. And as you say that, I mean, you would think it would be smart for these companies to make it more searchable because it's going to have people staying on your platform for a longer period of time. Yeah, totally. Another thing that I wanted to mention as far as the listening platforms is how not user-friendly Apple Podcasts still is. And it was updated probably last year to be like even more confusing than it was before. And I just think there's got to be a way like this is not my strong suit, user friendliness of an app. But like, come on, you probably have like the smartest brains at Apple that it's like so mind boggling that the Apple podcast app is so like disjointed. And like, if you go to if you're listening to an episode, but you want to find like all the other episodes of the show, you have to like, go search for it. Like, it's just not that easy. And also, depending on what you're looking at, it can be hard to find the place to rate and review the show, which is not good for the podcast hosts. Yes, 100%. And I'm so I'm glad that you said this because I definitely thought that this was just me that I literally will be listening to an episode, especially if it's a podcast that I've I've just been introduced to. Mm -hmm. And I'm listening to it. And I'm like, oh, I want to like scan the rest of their episodes and see what else I want to listen to. And I cannot, for the life of me, figure out how to do it. I, like, have to go back and search for it again and go back to the, like, first screen. It's so frustrating, Mm -hmm. but I'm glad it's not just me. 
<laughs> yes, it's not just you. And it, it depends. It's like, oh, it's easy when you're looking at this page. But if you're if you're listening, it's just not consistent. And no. so it's it's the opposite of user friendly. And I wonder like why I still even use Apple Podcasts. I try to get myself to switch over to Spotify. But like, you know, old habits die hard. I haven't been able to actually do it. And so I'm like, maybe this is just Apple not staying up with things. And maybe I do need to switch over to Spotify. Same. I feel like a hypocrite because there's so many people I know out there who are like so anti Apple. Uh And like, I feel that especially this past year because they've been a bit frustrating, especially as a podcast manager. Mm -hmm. Gosh, back early 2021, trying to launch a show was a nightmare. Mm -hmm. But I still listen. On Apple. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> because, you know, convenience always wins, I guess. Or old old habits. I guess yeah. it's a habit. Yeah. Okay. So the other thing that I wanted to touch on is something that I would love to see in listening platforms and that makes so much sense when you think about it is to have social icons within the app. So if you're looking at the show right underneath it, it would be really cool to have the icons for Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, wherever you know, whatever, all of them. But that would be such a great way to really easily bridge the gap between listening and going and connecting with the host on wherever their community is, wherever they like to show up. It's just going to make things that much easier. And, you know, we're human and we're much more likely to just tap on a button than go and search through the episode description or go to the website for the show notes and find out where we can find them on Instagram. Yeah, it would turn the shows, you know, you search for a show and you pull the show up, it would turn that into more of like a real landing page, because it would be like, oh, here's the the show's home and you can go here and you can go here and you can listen versus right now it's just like the show and the episodes. So it would kind of make it just a little bit more like your little home on that app. Absolutely. So I feel like a lot of what we talked about so far is just been all about like bridging the gap between the podcast listening apps and then social media, because ultimately we want our listeners to turn into customers. We want our listeners to turn into followers. We want to build a relationship with our listener. That's really what it's about, kind of what we've been talking about so far. But there's also lots of other trends that we see happening in the podcasting space. And one of those has been the popularity of private podcasts. The popularity has built up over 2021. So like, what do we expect to see in 2022? Yes. And I am obsessed with the idea of private podcasts. I think it is brilliant. I think it's as somebody, especially in the online course world, I am somebody who (laughs) loves the idea of buying an online course and I never finish it. Yours is literally the only one I think I've ever finished in its entirety. So I am like the ideal customer Mm. (laughs) to have a private podcast. So there's so many possibilities. Like my mind just goes in a million different directions. But one of the big things, I'm a former teacher. And if you are a teacher or you were a teacher before, staff meetings are like the death of everything. (laughs) You've got so much to do, especially the staff meetings at the beginning of the year when all you want to do is get into your classroom and you're sitting in the cafeteria for two hours at a staff meeting that could have been an email. Well, I think I can already like picture the meme saying this meeting should have been a podcast because Uh, I I think that that private podcasting is perfect for professional development, taking the information, whether it's in a school or some other 
corporate job, but taking the information that you would put for a staff meeting into a private podcast, I just think is brilliant. People can listen to it on their way to work. It's going to save everybody time. And I just am throwing that out there. Mm -hmm. You heard it here first. (laughs) I also love the idea of using private podcasts as an onboarding for corporate or anyone that's doing any onboarding, but like thinking of it from a corporate space, like you watch these like old, old training videos and you can tell that they're really (laughs) dated, right? And like, it doesn't make sense for the company to continually reinvest money into these training videos. That's just a waste of money. But if it was audio, it wouldn't date itself. And it would be a lot easier to produce than a video. So, So yeah, there's so many opportunities corporate wise and just and small businesses and every type of business, I think, to maybe go from video to audio so that it's easier to consume and easier to produce. Yes, 100%. I'm excited to see the difference. I think that we're going to see a lot with private podcasts pop up within the next couple of years. So I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah. One of my related predictions is that I think we're going to see podcasting take different forms in the sense that like right now when we think of a podcast... We think of a weekly show, a show that comes out weekly that is conversations and like we we all can kind of imagine what a podcast is. But I think that we're going to start seeing like more private podcasts that we like either pay into, we get through a course, something like that. And I think we'll also see like shows that have like seasons. Um, that's not, I mean, I know that there's a lot of podcasters that already do that, but like maybe even podcasters that, you know, they come out with a season and then they take a a year off and then another season. Like, I think we're just going to see a lot of creativity in how people use podcasting. Yeah, absolutely. And I think especially like, obviously we're in the online business space and that's a place where it's already starting with the private podcasting, doing, you know, even like just a five episode series leading up to some sort of launch. I think along the lines of what you were saying, I think we'll definitely see more of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how these ideas can yeah, be used for marketing and be used to really fit the listener because maybe a weekly podcast isn't what the listener needs. Or maybe you have a weekly podcast and you want to have another show that is not weekly and is in this different type of form. So there's lots of other updates that are happening. And I think that it'd be fun if we went through and talked about like, do you think that podcasting is going to be taken over or go in this direction? So my first one for you, Sarah, is video podcasts. Do we think that podcasting is going to go from audio only where it is now to everyone's going to be doing a video podcast? Yeah. So Lauren already knows my take on this, that I am not a fan. It's not that I'm not a fan of video podcasting. It's just that I am somebody who firmly believes that the great thing about podcasting is that you can do it looking however you want, wherever you want. You don't have to worry about setting up video or being live or any of that stuff. So I think that we'll see more video podcasting pop up. And obviously, there's already so many video podcasts. But what I really don't want is I don't want people to feel like if they start a podcast, they also have to have a YouTube channel with a video podcast, because I just don't think that's the case. And I think that the number one amazing thing about podcasting is its accessibility and being able to take it with you in your pocket wherever you go, whether it's on a walk or in the car. Mm -hmm and not being tied to a screen looking at a video. So I don't think it's going anywhere. I just don't think it's 100% necessary. And I'm sure a lot of others would argue against that, but that is 
my stance. <laughs> I, I think it, I, I agree with you because I just think that each type of media exists for a reason. Like there's a reason that blogs are popular. There's a reason that podcasts are popular. And there's a reason that YouTube in video is popular. And, you know, in some senses, I love video for certain things and I love podcasts for certain things and I like blogs for certain things. Like, do I want to watch a video of someone telling me a recipe? No. Do I want someone telling me the recipe over audio? No, I want to read it. And same thing for other examples. So yeah, like, do I think that video podcasts oh, that's really cool. And I love when like the production is cool and like it's an interview and you can see their energy. And But there's also a lot of guests, like even if the host was down for video, there's a lot of guests that would be like, oh, that's, it's too much. It's, they don't have the setup. It, it just makes it so less accessible to for production and all of that. So I agree with you. I don't, do not think by any means that all podcasts are going to become video podcasts. I think that they're going to continue on with being separate things and an option. Yes, absolutely. And something that you just said about uh, video podcasts as a host or as a guest, one thing that you want to make sure of is if you have a guest on and it's going to be a video podcast, make sure that you tell them it's going to be a video podcast. I've heard of this hasn't happened to me personally, but I've heard of so many people say, like I've had clients who have said this to me, oh, they didn't tell me that this was that they were going to be using the video. Like, obviously, we're seeing each other right now, but we're not going to be using the video to the public. Like, tell people these things before you have them on so that they can be prepared. Now, I do love when people take a clip and they put it on their Instagram feed. I think mm-hmm. that that's like a great way to hook people in. So I like the idea of like using clips on your Instagram. Yeah. So do I. And I agree with you. Well, number one, it has happened to me recently that I've been a guest and it's been a video. And I'm like, well, good thing I don't really care what I look like because I did not know. And here I am. (laughs) But also I will sometimes I'll record in my office, which has good lighting and in a neutral background. Sometimes I'll record in my closet if I know that it's not going to be used because I get just a little bit better audio quality. So if I'm in my closet, not only do you see like the wire rack behind me, which is not that great to look at, but also like the lighting is really bad because it's like one overhead light and all these dark shadows. And so, yeah, it's very important to tell someone and make it clear because I feel like I read everything and yet I still have been missing the memo if the memo has even been going out. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I I think sometimes it's not going out. Yeah. And that's the problem. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Next up, private podcasts. Do you think that these are going to take over the norm of podcasting? No. And I think also, podcasts are not all going to become paid. I think that's also like kind of the same conversation is that are we going to have to start paying for all the podcasts? I just don't think so. I think because podcasting has been free for so long, it'll pretty much stay that way. But there will be options and people will get start getting more creative with options of, of doing paid podcasts. But I think for the most part, podcasts will remain public, not private, and they'll remain free. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you there. And I'd be interested to see as these new subscription options on platforms have been rolling out. I'm curious as to like how they're really doing mm-hmm. and what direction they might go in in the future. But I absolutely think that podcasting will always remain for the most part free. Yeah. And one podcast that I always listen to, they put out two episodes in the beginning of the week about like marketing and business advice and then one episode on a Friday. So like Monday, Wednesday, business advice. Friday, personal. 
like she just talks about who she is and what she's doing in her life. And she asked her audience, she has a huge audience, and she asked her audience, do you like the idea of me taking my private life, not private podcast, but private life podcast episodes and turning it into a subscription? It would just be like maybe $5 a month, like super cheap. But then she could eliminate just like random people listening and it would like just be us, like just be the community because we would be, we would have to pay. It's five dollars but you have to pay and like she could also like there'd be some community maybe on patreon and there'd be perks and a lot of people were like i do not want to have another subscription for five dollars i was like this is crazy i really thought that people would go for it but she got a ton of feedback that was no (laughs) interesting very interesting i think um i know personally like we do streaming for our tv and Literally, we'll watch like one show on every app and it's a separate subscription. And I just think that that's probably what comes into play is like there's so many subscriptions out there and it's like people are like enough, enough. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're like, I have $10 of every subscription for my TV and they're kind of like linking that in their brain because I don't think these people have like they're not subscribing to like five podcasts i think it is what you're saying it's it's the tv subscriptions that they're and maybe even like you know a spotify subscription an apple music subscription like it's all of those that they're they're saying like no i they add up and i forget about them and and things like that it's like going to the dollar store and it's like everything's a dollar but then you buy a hundred things and (laughs) it's quickly added up (laughs) yeah for sure so then what about we talked about listening on facebook so what do we think is going to be do we think that listening on facebook is going to take over like actually listening in your app i 100 percent do not think so i just don't see that happening i really don't and that might be a personal thing but i don't see myself if i'm at my computer or even on my phone back to old habits like Mm -hmm. unless there's some sort of amazing feature that is linked with listening on facebook and personally i don't if anything, I want to be off of Facebook more. So yeah, I just I don't see it replacing the traditional podcast apps. Yeah. And I kind of see this feature as being like, you're listening to the podcast in the background as you scroll Facebook. Sure. And I'm like, well, I don't really want to listen to a podcast that way. Like, I want to listen to the podcast. Yeah. And, and like, we're already multitasking with podcasting, but not like usually scrolling Facebook. It's usually doing physical activities like folding laundry and driving. And you're not like, reading something and listening then you can't even do that so yeah it just facebook in general i'm i'm interested to see what happens because it just doesn't seem seems like it's missing something so we'll see yeah if anything i think maybe it will just help with visibility of like mm-hmm. just more people recognizing the fact that you have a podcast yeah totally which is a huge plus oh for sure yeah. and if, if apple or if facebook wants to remind people that i have a new podcast episode up out and they can listen to it right here. Sometimes that just encouragement. People are like, okay, I'm not actually going to listen to it right here, but I am going to remind, remember to listen to it later. So you're right. There's like other auxiliary benefits. Yeah, definitely. So then what about to commercialize? So we see all of these like personalities that have started podcasts. Do we think that podcasting is going to turn into like a bunch of like bachelorette contestants that have started podcasts or like a bunch of Joe Rogans? What do you think? I I think that, you know, the celebrity scene in podcasting has blown up. And yes, like everybody always says, everybody has a podcast now. If anything, I think like the Joe Rogan podcast, it's like the number one thing that people always think of when they start a podcast. Like you are not Joe Rogan and you are not all of these other people. And I don't want people comparing their podcasts and their podcast followers 
to these huge celebrities that are starting podcasts. Like, I think it's entertaining to listen to these people's podcasts. And and like, we all need entertainment. And Mm -hmm. I think that's great. But I think that it should really be viewed as like a separate area of podcasting Mm. than like the traditional, not traditional, but the online business podcast, if that makes sense. It really does. And like, as you describe that, it makes me think of like, Instagram and how there's these influencers on Instagram that have a million followers and they are kind of commercialized because they have ads and they promote things. And yet we still love watching them because they're super funny or they whatever. But that doesn't take away from like the person on Instagram who's teaching you how to start a podcast or how to X, Y, and Z. Like there's these really great smaller accounts that know exactly who they're talking to and they're and they're killing it, but they have 10,000 followers, not a million. So it's the same kind of thing where it's like, we can both exist in the world, you know, a really commercialized podcast about with Joe Rogan and a podcast that talks directly to a mom who's trying to start a business. Yes, totally. And keeping in mind that these people are probably in a very professional studio, there's a lot of money going into these podcasts. And so Mm -hmm. just don't get into that comparison trap because it's it's two different worlds. It really is. Just like if you were to start an Instagram account with the hopes of becoming a fashion influencer, hopefully you're not going to compare yourself to someone who has a million followers, who is, you know, getting all of this, probably generating a lot of money, generating a lot of attention. Like you can't compare yourself. And that's just like, that's just never compare yourself. Focus your own eyes on your own path. But yeah, it's it's just maybe a different world. And also people are maybe just steps ahead of you. And that's totally okay. Yeah, absolutely. So last up, what about being this space being too crowded? Yeah, I think this is funny because it's totally like a mindset. It's totally a mindset. And of course, there's facts like of how many podcasts exist compared to how many blogs exist and how many YouTube channels exist. But I think it's really interesting because being in the podcast industry for the past couple of years, it used to be people questioned the relevancy of podcasting. Like, there's not that many people here. Is it relevant? And now that more people are here, they're like, is it too crowded? It's like, excuse me. Like, (laughs) you're just judging it, like, along the way. And so is it too crowded? I do not think so at all. Like, some people think, oh, my gosh, everyone's podcasting. And I'm like, actually not. (laughs) No, not. Not everyone is podcasting. And I'm trying to remember the stat, but I think it's like 60% of households have listened to a podcast. That's only 60%. Like, the number of podcasts that exist is still a fraction of the amount of blogs that exist and the number of YouTube channels that exist. Yes, absolutely. And like thinking about Instagram, if you are using Instagram as a tool to market your business and connect with your ideal listener, are you not going to start an Instagram page because everybody else has an Instagram page? Like, no, that sounds ridiculous, right? And so if you are going to start a podcast you know, we talk to people about using podcasts for their business. So if that's your goal, do not let like the the idea that this space is too saturated, too crowded is it's just not even I'm not even going to hear it because yeah. it's just not true. And it's like if you thought it was too saturated, then then like why, why did you think that the business world wasn't wasn't too saturated for your own business? And it really speaks back to like if you're the, the potential podcaster and you're thinking, is it too crowded? You're forgetting the unique advantage that you have. Like, what is it about your voice or your story or what you're talking about? Why do you think someone else is doing it the exact same? Because people aren't doing it the exact same. Yes. And I think about like myself as a listener to podcasts. 
I have a ton of podcasts in my podcast library, like mm-hmm. way more than I probably should. But am I introduced to new podcasts almost every week and listening to them? Yes, I mm-hmm. am. Like I'm always looking for new podcasts. So if you think about if you have that mindset, then reverse it and think about yourself starting a show. There's always people out there who want to listen to you. Yeah. And going back to what I was saying earlier about like using podcasts creatively and maybe doing like a podcast for just one season or whatever, it makes me think of the Office Ladies podcast. And so if you haven't heard of this before, it's a podcast with two of the cast members from the show, The Office, and they have gone through and added commentary to every single episode. So you can watch the show from, you know, season one to season nine and listen to their commentary on episode one, episode two. episode. And I, of course, I love this because I'm an Office fan, but I actually don't know. Are they still podcasting? I haven't checked, but I don't think that they are. They? Yeah. My husband is a huge fan and he's he's always listening to it. So I unless he's listening to repeat episodes, it's still going. Yeah. So we don't know for sure, but they could, they could have just stopped at all the episodes. And that would be an amazing podcast that would still, they have ads in it, so it would be still be generating the money. Or they could just turn it into a weekly show where they talk about, you know, random stuff about the office. So they can take two approaches there. So, you know, has someone done a commentary podcast like that about the office from their their vantage point no and then like just a regular listener like craig craig and i could start our own <laughs> podcast where we talk about yes the office and it would be totally different than what the office ladies have done yes and that's what i always tell people like even if you're even if you think that you are going to be delivering the same content you're not everybody mm-hmm says things in a different way. It's delivered in a different way. Even if you're taking one of your blog posts and turning it into a podcast episode, the delivery is going to be different. Not everybody has read that blog post. Like everybody just has a unique voice and a unique way of delivering things. And I, you said something that was really great about, you know, you put out these episodes and then maybe you stop, but that content's still out there. And I think people forget that, that this content is evergreen. And so you could put out one season and keep your host going for years. And if it's still driving people to your email list and to your social media, it's just it's going to be a cycle and it's going to continue, which is something that so many other marketing tools you can't say that about. For sure. Definitely. Well, Sarah, this has been so fun just thinking about the progress that we can make in 2022. And I like for sure that we haven't thought about that these companies will come out with. And that's one of the reasons I love to see Spotify make big moves in the podcasting world, even though I make fun of them for saying they're number one, like they're still investing in podcasting, which is so important for us because, you know, we want them to improve these platforms so that more people will want to listen to podcasts. And also you and I as just podcast lovers, like we want the experience as a podcast listener to be better. So I'm really excited to see some of these things continue to trend and and increase in popularity. And then also some of these hopes hopefully become a reality in 2022. Yes, absolutely. Honestly, this conversation has really just like re-energized me. I love podcasting, but it's like a whole new level of excitement. And just you don't really know all of the possibilities until you start talking about them. So I am very excited to see where this goes in 2022. And hopefully at the end of 2022, we can have a similar conversation and see how much has changed. Yes, I would love that. Well, Sarah, it was so good to talk to you today. You too. Thank you so much. 
If you have any questions or takeaways from this episode, send me a message on Instagram at Podcasting for Educators. I'd love to hear from you. All links and resources mentioned can be found in the show notes at podcastingforeducators.com. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Bye for now.